What up, all my jughead alos? Whoop whoop! You really want that to be our name? Yeah! Yeah, jughead We drink Fago at Pop's Diner. I had a Fago today. Did you go to 11 City without me? Yeah. Glad you had fun. You I- went to Burger <laughs> Point without me, too! I know! It's a really bad week for you! Actually, it's a pretty great week. You know why? <laughs> Because Sex Archie happened? Because we just watched Chapter 10, The Lost Weekend, by Britta London and Brian E. Patterson, directed by Dawn Wilkinson. Everybody's names end in N this week. I don't think that's significant. Probably not. What an episode. We say that every week. Well, I was really excited for this one. I mean, I'm always excited, but I was like really excited after the trailer. I don't feel disappointed. It de- all of those shots were in it. It did deliver in a very literal sense. Yes. I was really worried that there was going to be like some cop out thing where it was all like a dream sequence <laughs> or something. And that was not the case. No, uh, in fact, we get some of that party in the opening narration. Uh, Jughead is telling us about control versus chaos and, and the sort of illusion of control. Yeah. And we see a lot of shots of the regimented school day and and the tightly controlled cheer practice mm-hmm. that's all intercut with this wild fisheye lens, techno whoop whoop party time. Yeah. And dudes with, with no shirts on and like pig and horse masks. Mm-hmm. It's crazy shit. I think the horse mask might be the most like accurate to the youth of today thing yes. in the whole show. Yes. Well, yeah. That's only three years old. Maybe right now with the current high schoolers, it is pig masks. It could be. Maybe like the horse no, no, was the throwback and the, the pig is now. No, it's, it's those uh, inflatable T-Rex suits. That's what it is. They gotta get one but of those. But I feel like those aren't teenagers doing that. I feel like those are people our age doing that. <laughs> we see Fred coming in to the bedroom of the boys and apologizing for missing Jughead's birthday because he's going to be out of town. Interrupting them playing their 7 a.m. video games. Yes, before school. What? what? Uh, hey, if you're up and you got the time, why not? <laughs> Jughead's all like, it's okay. I don't even acknowledge my own birth. Mm-hmm. Day. I think he said birthday, not birth, as in, like, doesn't acknowledge that he's alive. Either way. Uh, so we find out that Fred is going to go see Mama Andrews. In Chicago. In Chicago. And they're they, going to finally dot the I's across the T's on the divorce paperwork, make and, it final. And Archie's all like, but, like, can't you fix things? Like... I don't understand. Like, why now? Why all of a sudden? He's like, she's been gone two years. It's not all of a sudden, Archie. It is the least sudden it could possibly be. We are past trying to fix things. Flash to the lodges where Veronica's mom is reminding her that we we need to talk to the attorneys. They need Mm -hmm. to get our statements. And we gotta uh, be good witnesses for your father. And she, she is still like, no, I'm not going to talk about his character. I refuse. What do I look like? TBS characters are not welcome here. So then at school. Uh, In the uh, ever-present student lounge, (laughs) Betty and Archie are telling Veronica that uh, Archie heard the Blossoms say that they were responsible for getting her father in jail. And so Veronica is very interested. Yes. Archie mentions to Betty that she's like, you probably don't know, but tomorrow's Jughead's birthday. And she's all like, what? Now, Archie and Jughead have a tradition. They always go to a double feature at the Bijou. Yes. Because they're they're besties. Um, yeah. And that's as much birthday stuff as Jughead is willing to put up with. Yes. And so Archie's telling her, he's like, I, I have passed this duty unto thee. You are his girlfriend. You should go. She's all like, oh, no, come with us. We'll, like, make it, you know, we'll all still go. Be like the old times and... It's just like, uh, and no, this is your oh, girlfriend. Yeah, but otherwise this would be okay. Yeah. Betty calls FP, also known as Skeet, mm-hmm. Jug- Jughead's dad, and is all like, it's his birthday. I want to invite you over to dinner and go to the movies with us. And he's like, nah. No. That's just, just not how we do it here the, in this family. The one thing. 
thing Jughead dislikes more than his birthday is surprises. And he- his dad. That's like his top three things uh-huh. he doesn't like. Uh-huh. And he happens to mention that uh, there, that's why like Jughead's never had a party, and the best thing he can do is stay away. And Betty's all like, "Oh no, no, no! He hasn't had a party. I am throwing him a party." And Archie's just like, "No, no, <laughs> don't do it, don't, don't do it." So uh, they are now in the cafeteria during this, and uh, this is when uh, Kevin's like, "Oh my God, don't turn around!" Everyone turns around. <gasps> And we Chuck is back in town. Chuck is back in town. Yes, his suspension is over. Day rape. Fuck Chuck. And who does he go up to? He sits with Ethel. He sits with Ethel. So Betty's just like whips out of the cafeteria table and goes right up there and is basically like, "What the fuck you doing? How dare you speak to my sweet dumpy friend?" And and they're all like, "Chill." He's apologizing. And and Betty's still like, Arr! I think they're up to something. I think there's some it was collusion. A little, there was a little like sneaky sneak going on there, I think. I think, I mean, last time we saw Chuck, he was being drowned and Ethel was peeking through a door smiling. I think she had a bit of a sexual awakening. Oh my. I think she's like, could you, can I step on your head maybe? Can we make this a thing? <laughs> can I pour syrup on you too? As long as I get to lick it off. Whatever. It's all good. <laughs> um, Welcome to Ethel's place. Betty gets like really worked up and she starts doing the nail thing again. She does. She, she, she almost draws blood. I think I think she did a little bit. Just a tiny little bit. She uh it, it's when Chuck uh taunts her by saying, Hey, watch out. Is, is dark Betty gonna come out? Like, I'm not gonna I am not dark. <laughs> It's, yeah, okay, you keep telling yourself, kid. Uh. She goes back to the table and is all like, it's fine, it's fine, let's talk about the birthday party. Mm-hmm. And Archie suddenly changes his mind after like staring at Valerie a lot uh, across the cafeteria that like, yes, let's do a party. Because everyone knows parties in high school are when you get to fix your mistakes and hook up with people. So let's screw my friend so I can... So I can screw, screw the band th- member. Yeah, so yeah. I can... So he's like, and my dad's out of town. We'll use my house. Uh, I got a feeling that Archie's never been dumped. Yeah. He does not know how to handle it. He doesn't know what to do. Uh, And he's like, it's going to be epic, which is like, he just cursed himself. (laughs) Never say this party's going to be epic and have it turned out into like a good epic. I also curse anyone who uses the word epic. So yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah. But they're like, we'll keep it small. It'll just be the the inner circle. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Betty goes to the construction site and, like, confronts FP, a.k.a. Skeet, <laughs> and is like, come over to the party we're having. And he's like, like, I told you, now you're having a party for him? And then Betty goes back to school. This girl is, like, all over the place. And I don't think she has a car. Well, we all know that Riverdale is about three blocks. <laughs> three blocks. Yeah. Yeah, including the construction site. <laughs> That's uh, one of the blocks. So then Alice... Cooper comes in to yes. the newspaper. Because Principal Weatherby has made her uh, the advisor of the blue and gold. She actually is on the school paper staff. Yes. And so she's all like, I'm ready to advise. What are you working on? Jughead's birthday party. And then they have a chat about Jughead. Mm-hmm. And and how she's really falling for him. And Betty asks this question about, like, did you tell dad, like, everything when you were dating? And Alice is all like, yeah, I wish I never would have. So she basically tells Betty that it's a really good idea to keep secrets and that an open and honest relationship is a bad idea for everyone involved. I'm questioning everything about this woman. (laughs) I think at this point, it's clear she's trying to get, she's trying to wreck Bughead. Yes, she does not like the Bughead. While this might be advice she gives normally, in this case, it is the manipulative kind. Then uh, we go to Archie and Jughead, and Jughead's excited about their Ameri- or American Werewolf in Paris. Well, it's or- it's a John Landis double feature. It yes. starts with American Werewolf in Paris. And then Animal House. And then Animal House. And he's very excited, and uh, Archie's like, yeah, except Betty's going to go with you. And Jughead is very annoyed that Archie told Betty about his birthday. This is when we first hear Jughead really talk about his birthday in his own words and mm-hmm. why he hates it. Yes. Because he came from a messed up family where everything was bad. 
Yes. And then for one day, one arbitrary day a year, they all pretended it wasn't. Yes. He he refers to it as like PTSD. Way to be dramatic, like, Jughead. Well, well, maybe overdramatic, but like, you know, events of your life make you not want to have those events again. Yeah. And Birthdays are a lie for the normies. We, we see Veronica pouring through the, like, Lodge Industries ledgers. The lodgers, mm-hmm. I guess. She's got her glasses out. Mm-hmm. And, and sees that there's been these pay- monthly payments that abruptly stopped uh, uh, at the time of the arrest. And then she traced them back 75 years? I guess. I mean, she owns one-third of the company. I guess she can get these records just on a whim all of a sudden. Just overnight them. It's fine. So uh, she figures that the Blossoms uh, and Lodge Industries had some arrangement where there's a 75-year-old payment in perpetuity, and maybe this is why the Blossoms wanted uh, to to sink Hiram, to get out of this arrangement. Yeah. Hermione's all like, yeah, that that could be a case, but we cannot bring this up because then it connects your father to the Blossoms, and then it could connect us to the murder. It, yeah, it, it would uh, show him as a person with motive. Yes. And how about one thing at a fucking time? Like, can yeah. we not? That's not how court cases work. It's also, only one thing at a time. That would be a criminal case anyway. Never mind. Also, Just never like, mind. Are, are you worried about that? Do you, do you, do you, <laughs> yeah. do you know something? Do you not have an alibi because <laughs> you were in a completely different part of the state? And he was being arrested? <laughs> like... This is just more clear signs that uh, the Riverdale one-shot is non-canon. <laughs> um, so then we go uh, to cheer practice, where Veronica is late to get there, yes. and Cheryl has a little hissy fit. It's all like, you're going to be in the back, so that way you don't make the rest of us look bad, because you weren't there, you didn't learn it, you don't know what we're doing. So she immediately stages a cheer coup. And, and they have... A dance-off. Yeah, the, the way to determine who's the best at being cheer captain, which is really a job about, like, scheduling and motivation and, like, yeah. leadership, yeah. is to have a hip-hop dance-off, not even, like, a cheerleading off. I mean, what they cheer is not cheer. It's hip-hop, basically. <laughs> they do lifts and... Occasionally, but do you see what they do in between the lifts? <laughs> that is not, like, pom-pom, yay, cheer, cheer. It's, like, booty-shaking... There's thrust in stuff. There's a lot of booty in this routine. And the weird thing is, at a, apparently it is a routine because there are moments where they like sync up. Yes. In the beginning, I thought, oh, they are they are showing off their choreography, uh, uh, improvisational dance skills. But no. I figure that maybe like it's that latest dance that Cheryl's like, you don't know it well enough. But Veronica's all like, yes, I do. But in any case, by unanimous applause with two abstentions, yes. Veronica cuts the head off the the cherry-tinged snake and becomes head of the River Vixens. Yes. And Cheryl is pissed because the two people who did not vote are the two people who are supposed to be, like, her friends. They are her sycophants. Yes. And she has kicked them off the team and told them they are no longer indentured servants or whatever it was kind of thing. You're off the entourage. Shoo, bitches. Yeah. Shoo, bitches. Wait, come on. You gotta go with RoboCop. You gotta have bitches leave. If you're gonna go there, make it right. Archie is setting up for the party and Fred calls and he tells him, like, I'm not meeting with your mom tonight. We decided we're gonna wait until we're with the lawyers tomorrow. I think really he just wanted to like go see a show. He's in the he's in Chicago. He's, yeah, he's he's seeing Hamilton. Yeah, he couldn't get New York Hamilton tickets. He, he's not in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Archie goes to the booze cabinet immediately. Immediately, Archie's a. Uh... Ar- Welcome to the CW. We haven't had anyone with a substance abuse problem yet, so it's due. It's time. Uh, so then Cheryl. Enters Pops. Mm-hmm. And you see Dilton in the background. That's the first we get of Dilton in a long time. Long time. Uh, but she goes up to a booth and we find out that Chuck is sitting there. She propositions him for uh, some destruction in visiting the the party that mm-hmm. evening. But she does it by stealing Jughead's opening move. She takes the cherry out of Chuck's milkshake. Yeah. So maybe they're actually friends. Cheryl and Jughead? Maybe Cheryl and Jughead have more in common than they think. 
Yeah. There's a future there. Yeah. Maybe they could be buddies. Cheryl wants to ruin Veronica, and Chuck uh, is always happy to get under the skin of Betty Cooper now that he's back from suspension. Yes. I guess he was in, like, suspended animation, too. Like, they didn't even meet outside of school all these weeks. But he wasn't suspended animation because, like, Kevin talked about, like, his, his arms being even ripped. Yeah, he's got some so big So apparently big he just lats. went to the gym a lot. He went to the hyperbaric time chamber. Uh, so Veronica is talking to the attorney alone. Uh, yes. Their lawyer is named Sourberry. He's straight out of Oliver Twist. <laughs> and she's telling him all about what she suspects with the blossoms and stuff. And he's like, I can't confirm or deny. Hoink. <laughs> And, like, so that's why we can't, like, say this is because, like, they'll think my dad murdered Jason. And he's like, That uh, is logical. Hoink. Also, here's the secret letter that uh, was sent by your father. Yeah, she, she gets this guilt trip from her dad that if she doesn't act as a character witness, you know, it wouldn't look good. And it could end up implicating uh, her mother, who's just as guilty as he is. Are you going to send your mom up the river, huh? Huh? Tell everyone I'm a good boy. Yeah. But in very polite language. Yes. Uh, so then we see Jughead and Betty at the movie theater, mm-hmm. and he he's asking about what happened with Chuck. He heard something happened in the cafeteria, and she's like, well, I promised Veronica I wouldn't tell you. It's fine. Don't worry. And but they start to snuggle up, yeah, and they're eating their he popcorns. He looks so happy. He's so happy to be at he's the movie with her. Watching his, his classic 80s horror film yeah. with his, his lovely lady. He's very cute. Uh, he, he says, I didn't think you were an American werewolf girl. And she snuggles up and saying, oh, I'm all about the beast within. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, my. That is the most on-the-nose dialogue this show has ever gotten. It is just letting it all hang out, huh? Yeah. Then we are uh, at Archie's place. Uh, and people are st- the the inner circle, which apparently includes Ethel. I didn't know Ethel was a part of the inner circle. I I don't know. But I th- Veronica is still trying to make something happen there, maybe. Yeah. So and Joaquin is there. So Joaquin is there. Kevin insists Kev- he gets a plus one. His boyfriend. Come on. <laughs> also, they're adorable. Even though Joaquin is a liar face. Uh, so yeah, we got Kevin and Joaquin and Ethel and Archie. And uh, Veronica shows up, and they give, like, a half-hearted surprise, thinking it's Jughead, I guess. It's not. It's not. Uh, Archie's already wasted. Archie is three sheets to the wind already. So then Jughead and Betty arrive, and they do the surprise. The real surprise, yay! And Jughead is not happy. Jughead doesn't do social. He's so uncomfortable. So, so very uncomfortable. And everyone's, like, hugging him. And and everybody wish- here is people he likes, or is they at least are. comfortable with. Except Joaquin. They haven't really interacted. Yeah. But. It's still really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is feels is so awkward. Oh, and when like, Archie hugs him, he like, smells the booze just oozing <laughs> off of him, which makes him also very uncomfortable. And you smell like my dad, Archie. What's up? <laughs> having flashbacks to my childhood. Betty disappears, and he's all confused. And then she comes out with a burger cake, which is the best part. <laughs> it's the best. But then she sings a really weird rendition of Happy Birthday that's kind of creepy, kind of sexy, kind of... I don't know. It's great. Uh, she's headed straight toward the camera, and Jughead's reaction shots are also dead on to the camera. So it's it's framed like a, a monster stalking you in a horror film. Yeah. But like, if you just close your eyes, she's singing very sweetly and nicely, and and like she just the way the the director frames it. Uh, from slightly below and the, the slow walk, but while Betty acts it as like this supportive, caring, please be happy, I care about you so much, uh, sweetheart girlfriend. It's so many things at once and I love it. And, and Jughead's like in this conflicted zone yeah. of like, probably looks so pretty and sounds mm-hmm. so nice. And Do I kiss you or sweet, jump out the but window? But like, I do not want to be in this situation. I do not want to blow out these candles. And oh my God, I hate everything right now. She is a better singer than Archie. He gets his cake. She says, make a wish. And he says like quietly to her, I wish it was just us. 
mm-hmm. and then suffers through blow, blow, blowing them out. All in one blow. He's got some good lungs yes, on him. Yes, yes. I wonder how many takes that took. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Veronica then, like, runs off to the kitchen, and Archie goes after him, or her, goes after her, and uh, she, she tells him how she, her father th- threatened her. Mm-hmm. And they they have a moment where they are comforting, mm-hmm. some comfort going on, and a hug. And J- Jughead and Betty walk in. <gasps> it's a little like, Ugh. and they're just like, we're just we're just talking about our weird dads, yeah, our situation with our, our parents and stuff, yeah. And this, finding some dramatic parallels. This leads to like Veronica being like, I'm sorry, I'm just not in a party mood like normal. And Jughead's all like, neither am I. And uh, Betty is very like, what do you mean? You still don't like this party? You still <laughs> s- still serious about this? And uh, he's not happy. It's like we start to see cracks in the bug head. There are parts of they ha- they both have this teenage thing where they don't realize that not everyone shares the same like outlook on the world. Yes, Betty especially. Jughead thinks he does, but really he just watches a lot of movies about teenagers, and that's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has a better grasp than she does, but it's still, it's still lacking. You have good intentions, but... The, you know. the, the road to hell is paved with good yes, intentions. that's what it was. And he'd rather be in a booth at Pops, and she's all like, why is everything doom and gloom? <laughs> and uh, she, she says, why can't you things just be normal, which like sets him off. And he's like, I'm not, this comes up again later, but he's like, I'm not normal. I'm not wired to be normal. But then they're interrupted by the doorbell. So argumentus interruptus, I think is the uh, Latin term. And it's Cheryl. It's Chuck. It's It's Moose with two big kegs on his shoulders. And everyone else from the school. And Moose is all like, Archie, where you want the kegs? And Archie being... An idiot who doesn't care about his friends, apparently. He really loves free beer. <laughs> He's just like, screw it! Put one in the kitchen and one on the patio or something? I don't remember what he said. One in the it. backyard. Backyard, and... See, I don't need to take notes. I got it. My mind is like a steel trap. Yeah. I was trying to eat dinner during this, too. <laughs> uh, and it just turns into a full-on they, they crazy left. party. Uh, the excuse that, that got Jughead out of the theater was that Betty was too scared, so they had to leave in the middle of Werewolf. Yeah, like, that's But in like, the end, he got some Animal House anyway. It bugs me that they had to leave, like, yeah. halfway through. Like, Betty, he didn't want this anyways. Like, at least stay for both movies and then suff- make him suffer. But yes, <laughs> he got to sit in Archie's soundproof garage with... Vegas. Which is where I would be at this party. Where I would be. This is I'm why, Jughead. This is why Jughead is my, like, spirit animal. Because he just wants to scratch Vegas's ears. Ear. He just makes yeah. it like, flip, 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 flip. It's very cute. So we, we come back from a commercial. We see that Cheryl brought a DJ and an infinite glitter shower, which yes. I didn't know was a thing you could bring to a party. Uh, yeah, yeah. They will be vacuuming that up forever. <laughs> Archie uh, goes to find Jughead and is all like, what are you doing in here? And Jughead kind of nails into him like, you're supposed to be my blood brother. It's your responsibility to make sure this doesn't happen to me. Yeah. Archie's the one that's like, let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) He throws back, you're a boyfriend. You just got to deal with it. And that is also another point where you can kind of see like a little like crack (laughs) happening. Cole Sprouse is so good in this, though. He's so good. He's so good in this episode. He's so good. They're such great reactions. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's a whole lot of little scenes because the entire uh, under 20 cast is here. Yeah. And also, FP shows up. This is my biggest note-taking episode ever. But yeah, FP shows up just Everybody then. meets everybody at least a little bit. So Jughead's really surprised. His dad brought him a present. We never found out what the present was. Uh, he leaves it in the den, and with the size and, uh, uh, let's say, exuberance of this party, that present was uh, smashed, stolen, defecated in, stolen again, burned, and then rewrapped very haphazardly and left under the, the front steps. Yeah. That's my theory. I found out what it was. He also f- finds out that Betty called him, mm-hmm. which does not really 
really sure if he's very like there's a kind of a weird reaction to that too of like uh but fp spins it like he's impressed she does not give up that girl she she called me and she came to me at work and like she knows what she wants so then we go back inside the party and there's chuck and there's there, Betty. There is Chuck. Fuck and, Chuck. And Betty. That's my all like, only note for the scene. Fuck Chuck. Yeah. And she's all like, get the fuck out. I'm asking you to leave. And he's all, you ruined my chances. Go to Notre Dame. She's all, sorry, there were consequences for yeah. you being a dickhead. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I'm, I'm sorry that sexually harassing people sort of like impacted your life too. Imagine yeah. that, you huh. asshole. And then he brings up that he saw. The, the real dark inside of her. Oh, the yeah. real her. And then implies it's part of his nightly spank bank. When Ma- he maybe thinks that's, about it in bed. Maybe that's where his lats came from. Just uh, don't, don't motion that. <laughs> My God. I knew what you meant. You did not have to, like, do that. Ugh. So then she slaps him. Yeah, I think I'm about to know the feeling. And he smiles. He's pleased with himself. God and that's when I wrote Fuck Chuck. Fuck Chuck. Uh, so yeah, if you want to tell people all about uh, sex Archie, hashtag fuck Chuck. Yeah. But like not literally. So Kevin and Joaquin are just like straight up making out. They're dry humping on the kitchen island. It's what I've been wishing for. Kevin's like, like we should go to Sweetwater River. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, yes, go to Sweetwater River. Get please kidnapped don't. and tortured for a week and then shot in the head. Yeah. Please, please don't see another dead body. <laughs> go have fun, you boys. Then FP walks in mm-hmm. with his present, talks about how he could cut the sexual tension. That's not tension. That's, that's foreplay. Not, that's like, they are past tension. They, they are just in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're about to be in each other. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he's all like, "Hey, Joaquin, show me where the bathroom is." And Kevin like goes to go, and Joaquin's like, "No, I got this." <laughs> Veronica sees FP. Joaquin's taking him up to the bathroom. She this is f- another one of those houses where the bathroom's only upstairs. <laughs> what? I've never been in a house where there's only bathrooms on the top floor. Moose and Midge are using the downstairs bathroom right now, so uh, it's sort of a do not enter. But seriously, what houses exist where the bathroom is only upstairs? I've never, ever seen one except on TV. Maybe it's like a party procedure where the downstairs bathroom is like for puking only. For actual like bathroom waist down business, you go upstairs. So Veronica sees FP and she goes up to Kevin and is like, why is a serpent here? Who is that? And he's like, you don't, that's Jughead's dad. You don't know that? Where have you been living? And then she has a moment, a, a flash of, of intuition. You're like, oh. Yeah. So FP is upstairs in the bathroom with Joaquin. And is all like, you were the last person I thought that would be here. With your tongue down that boy's throat. <laughs> I gotta go where the throats are, gang boss. He's all just like, hey, I'm, I'm just keeping an eye on things like I'm supposed to. You're right. These kids are more on the ball than the sheriff. <laughs> One of the most accurate lines in the episode. Mm-hmm. Joaquin fills in Skeet on, on the whole possible uh, uh, lodge connection, perhaps motive. So now everybody knows all that. Yeah. Jughead and Betty are in the soundproof garage again. And Weren't we having an argument? Let's keep doing that. Yeah, he's like, you invited my dad. My dad has a drinking problem. <laughs> you invited him to a kegger. She's all like, I don't know what it's going to be like this. She's like, I just wanted you to have a good time with your friends. And he brings up the fact that she and Archie are his friends. The rest of these people aren't his friends. Mm-hmm. Even like Kevin and Veronica wouldn't have been his friends a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of, this is where he like has his, his break. Yes. And he starts talking about how they're... They're different, different. They're different people, and why are they kidding themselves? And they're on borrowed time. It's sad, but it's my favorite part. Where he's like, "I'm weird. Uh, I'm a weirdo. Have you ever seen me without this hat on? Come on, that's weird." <laughs> and he just starts talking about himself I'm and a, her. I'm a creep. Chunk, chunk. I'm a loser. I don't belong here. <laughs> And how Betty's the girl next door, which she hates that line. Uh, He's really invested in, like, typing the two of them in in these, like, John Hughes molds. Yeah. 
He also brings with the fact that he's not her project. He's not like trying to figure out who the murderer is and that she threw this party for herself so she could prove that she's a good girlfriend. She asks, uh, like, for what reason? Yeah. The, the suggestion that she does it to prove she's a good girlfriend is just his best guess. Yeah. And I, I love that he recognizes something that's true, but doesn't get all the way there and then takes this left turn and like, oh, you fucking said the dumbest thing. <laughs> the last thing he says, which is when he really, I think, realizes, what the fuck did I just say? He brings up the fact, like, how long is this going to last? Uh, he makes a few examples and the last being like, until Archie comes back and says that he wants to be with you. That's the one that gets through. That's the Ugh. one thing he says that really is true to a degree. Yeah. And it's... Ugh. Oof. Ugh. So yeah, let, let's talk about the the fractures in Bughead. Like, this is, I think, the central bit of this whole full episode. So let's yeah. talk character stuff for once. Okay. And not just plot, 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 plot. I love that Betty is so, I mean, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, that Betty is so messed up inside because there is an image of the perfect girl next door and she wants to be it. She, thanks, Alice, for fucking up your kid. But she does. Yeah. Uh, and, and that she's internalized it so much, she doesn't recognize that other people aren't doing that all the time. Yeah. She doesn't recognize that the Jughead is fine just being the weirdo that he is. Yeah. Him, he's... Like, you're, you're supposed to like parties because everybody's supposed to like parties, and we all have to do the things we're supposed to do because that's just the way it works. Yeah. And he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, my life is not doing the things we're supposed to do. And a lot of that comes from the fact that, like, his family life and everything is not what mm -hmm. things are supposed to be, which whose family life and everything is anyways, mm -hmm. but his is to an extreme, like he was completely disappointed in life type thing. Yeah. Like our birthdays were just a ruse where everyone pretended to be happy. Probably lots of moments where people pretended things and nothing was ever like real. He has these issues with things and expectations and people. Mm -hmm. And for as much as he pretends like, or thinks he understands the world because of movies and stuff, like he can't understand these things yeah. that other people want. he's still 15. Like this was his 16th birthday. Yeah, like. <laughs> my, my good boy. My good young boy. It's not that she's trying to change him, but she's asking a lot of him that's mm -hmm. not him. And, and that's something I don't think he gets at any other point in his life. Something else he doesn't seem to get is that she's trying so hard. Mm -hmm. I He's sort of taken in by the, the facade of Betty Cooper, and he doesn't see the work. And yeah. he will soon in the final scenes, but at this point is before that. He, yeah. he just doesn't. Yeah. And so that's why it's easy for him to fall into this, like, breakfast club mentality. Oh, Jughead. Oh. Oh, I love it. I love it. There's so much there. There's so many things. Archie approaches Valerie, mm -hmm. and that does not go well. We basically have a replay of their, their short scene from last episode. Yeah. Where again, she underlines, no, you jerk, we're done. This time by throwing a drink in his face. Yeah. In front of everyone. One thing I like is that in this scene, Valerie is just trying to find Melody, and she eventually does find her, and yet again, Melody has no lines. Yeah. She just gives a look. <laughs> That's why she's a drummer, not a singer. So then Archie's like in his bedroom and it's one of those like spinning shots where I'm like, did he just do a lot of drugs? Yeah, it's it's a little train spotting. Uh, he's he's got the camera strapped to his waist, paint uh, just pointed up at his face. So he's the same while uh, like the whole room is spinning around him. One of those deals. Yeah. And I was just like, are they trying to imply that he just like did something? He had, like, two drinks. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> He's still our sweet little Archie Andrews. So then he calls his dad. He drunk dials his dad. But we don't hear that conversation. Then we cut back down to the kitchen where uh, Jughead is going through the house and Ethel tries to give him a piece of cake. She's like, you didn't have any. It's bad luck not to eat your birthday cake. And he's just like, this whole thing is bad luck. He tries to storm out. Behind him, we see there's a bra delicately draped over the banister. So somebody's having fun at this party. Yeah. So as he tries to leave, Chuck and Cheryl at the door, and they won't let him. And They lock it. They lock it, and they say we're going to play a game. 
and they are going to play Secrets and Sins. Now, th- this is bridged by another commercial break. Yeah. So, like, you're thinking it's either going to be Truth or Dare or, like, Jigsaw is going to pop out. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> Jughead, will you eat your own foot? Hmm? Jughead? Uh, so Cheryl goes after Veronica first. Darling, what are the rules of Secrets and Sins? You just, like, attack people with knowledge you know about them? You just say bad things about people. Yeah, you're like, I know something! I'm gonna say it! It's just people yelling at each other. I don't think this is a very well-designed game. I don't understand Cheryl's games. But but they begin playing, and and so uh, it's like an Agatha Christie story where everybody's secrets come out, but the secrets are all teenagers sniping at each other. Yes. Cheryl attacks Veronica about several things, but one thing being her dad illegally purchased the drive-in. How does Cheryl know? I don't know. Like last week, her parents were in the dark about who the secret buyer still was. Yeah, I don't know. Cheryl's got her hooks in somebody, I guess. Yeah, somehow she knows, but that also, like, that's when Jughead knows. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's... That was his home! He now knows that his dad took money under the table to help make him homeless. Yep. Veronica goes back at Cheryl about Cheryl and Jason's relationship and how they uh there were some incest things there and like yep. then Jason like decided to go after Polly because he like needed to like try to get away from that. Veronica's accusation is that Cheryl killed Jason in a jealous rage because he of her unrequited incestuous love for him. Mhm. Jason's like, we're weird, but we're not that weird. I'm going to go hook up with someone I'm not, like, 95% the same as. Yeah. And my favorite part was when, right after that, Kevin just turned to Joaquin and was like, I can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Soap opera dreams are happening. Kevin is never not Kevin. Dilton is at this party. They invited the gun nerd. Yeah, and he's all like... It's the first line since Taste of Riverdale. Yeah. So he brings up how he saw Mrs. Grundy's car at Sweetwater River, and he told Betty and Jughead, and then Miss Grundy lost her job and suddenly moved. So, so they all piece together the Mary Kay Letourneau situation. Yes. Chuck says, Archie was banging a teacher. <laughs> nice and loud. And they bring up how Archie must have mommy issues. And they just, like, really tear into him. And sometime around here we see, like, Alice peeping through the windowsill. With binoculars. Like, you're an adult! Start adulting, please! Uh, and Betty tries to be like, well, well, Dilton likes to play with guns. Like, I don't see why anyone <laughs> they cares. They don't care! I don't see why they should. And then Chuck brings up how Betty, dressed as a hooker, drugged him, tried to drown him... And thought she was Polly. Jughead completely punches him in the face. Chuck gets one back. They they punch each they other punch a few other more a few times, times before before uh, FP just finally runs in and shoves them apart and throws Chuck out. And everyone like follows out, and he's like, "The party's over. It's over. Everyone out. Why are you standing there? And why didn't you do this three hours ago, Skeet? Why?" Even when Jughead was like, you're the only adult here. And he's like, I figure. Like, of course. No shit. Jughead tries to leave with them, too. And FP's like, where are you going? You gotta talk to your lady. You gotta talk to her. She's in a place. She needs you right now, boy. And, and then he gives him this talk about how you have something good here with your friends. Something that we can never give you. You need to go talk to her. Don't leave this. Mm-hmm. Being a dad for once. <laughs> He's still got it in there somewhere, man. Uh, so Jughead goes back in, and FP goes to get in his car, and then Alice shows up. Oh yeah, fancy seeing you here, just spying on your daughter. Yeah, yeah, and she's apparently the head of the neighborhood watch. Because of course she is. Mm-hmm. And then they have an interesting interaction. Yeah, it turns out Alice Cooper was a serpent. What? And a snake ne- can never really shed their skin. Now, Skeet, I got to tell you a little bit about reptile biology. <laughs> yeah, they, they do it all the time. They're never not doing that. Even if they're shedding it, they still can't get rid of it. It's always there. They always have skin. Now, why couldn't you be like the the Lombard Street leopards or something and have like a change your spots <laughs> deal? That would work. Yeah. 
And he, like, does this weird, like, flirt thing. Like, hey, mm. too bad you're stuck up. You're still kind of hot. In the pickup truck. Does that mean they dated? Were they a thing? Like, way back when? I It makes me wonder what Alice's maiden name was. Because apparently everything's all about generational also, sin. Also, this means she was like a serpent when she married Hal. Maybe, maybe. Maybe Hal leads to party. What? So then we're at Pops. And Jughead and Betty are Jughead's there. Jughead's finally getting the birthday he wanted. He just wants to be a pop with a milkshake. He doesn't have that. He just... He, there are milkshakes. There are mil- the there milkshakes are. were like really far on the edge of the table where like they couldn't reach them, but they each had a milkshake. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a nice cut uh, on his face. And Betty talks about how he's... I thought you were a lover and not a fighter. I'm a little bit of both. I got layers. Yeah. Missed opportunity for a Shrek joke if you want to be true to today's <laughs> teens. He has a moment where he kind of apologizes and he's mentions that he gets scared when people do nice things for him. He doesn't know how to react. Once again, I am real life Jughead. Yeah. And then Especially Betty. when I was 16. It's okay. It's okay. We, we got through it. We got through being 16. <laughs> Somehow. I'm not really sure how, but we did. It was okay. Instead of Pops, we had Taco Bell. We had Taco Bell. Thort Highway Taco Bell, right mm-hmm. across from the strip club <laughs> that you once drove me to. No, I did not. <laughs> All right. Here's the truth, folks. We were figuring out where to go or like I, I just missed the cur- turn. So I the next place to turn in to turn around, I wasn't even paying attention to the sign. It was the strip club. They were advertising Jello Wrestling. Yeah. like yeah. It, I didn't even stop. It just needed to turn around. I think we were trying to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Fuck Chuck. (laughs) So uh, now is when uh, it's time for Betty to share. And she's like, you know, it's not so easy being green or whatever. And and she shows her her tore up palms. Yeah, and he just like he grabs them and and kisses kisses her hands and they snuggle up in the booth. So cute. These kids, they might just make it after all. So then uh, we're back at the Andrews household and Archie and Veronica are there. They're just sort of comforting each other. and, and Yeah, and he's like, how am I going to look people in the eye? And she's like, no one will remember this. Well, maybe except for the twincest. It'll be fine. He talks about how... Ethel will remember. I don't think Ethel was drinking. <laughs> she just <laughs> she watches. Seems way, she way sees too. all. Yeah. We find out why he called his dad. He called his dad to tell him not to sign the papers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not even sure why I did that. Like, I don't really want them to get back together. He's like, why do I keep ruining things? Yeah, he's having this, like, road not taken moment. Like, what if I went with mom to Chicago because he chose between his parents? Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up. I don't, I mean, I've never been a minor in a divorced home, but that seems fucked up. Yes. Uh, And then Veronica has a moment, too, where she's, like, sharing and... About she doesn't this. want her mom to be guilty. Yeah, like every day it's a new lie, and she's really, really hoping that this one will be a lie too. Yeah, and then, and then, they have a little kiss, and then they have and a then, bigger kiss, and then they have. I'm just gonna climb on top of you and make out time. And we we fade, we fade away, we fade away, and then we find out that she slept over, but she's in the bed, and Archie's on the floor. But then Veronica goes to leave. And, and Jughead's just sipping coffee in the living room. It's <laughs> like, hey. Yeah, did you forget I live here? It's cool. Whatever. Lips are sealed. It's fine. Veronica goes home and she asks Smithers about her parents. Haven't seen him in a long time. Like, are, are, was my dad a good man? I plead the fifth, ma'am. Was my mom a good person? Unequivocally. So then she goes to the lawyer and she tells him that she will go on record mm-hmm. and, and speak for her parents. Archie's cleaning a lot. There's a lot of cleaning going it, on. It will never be enough. And Jughead's just eating <laughs> his burger cake. This will never be clean. Jughead drinks milk out of the carton but lifts his pinky. All right? That's yeah. class. <laughs> well, eating like the half of the burger cake that is left. He's just digging into it. And... I don't know how this cake survived this rager. I don't understand. <sighs> How did not everyone eat it already? <laughs> and so he brings up, so you and Veronica, I'm not going to tell anyone anything literally ever <laughs> again. Just, you're fine. Going to drink my milk with my pinky. It's mm-hmm. all good. Alice brings uh, Betty some coffee and stuff. 
Because mm-hmm. apparently she's totally okay with her daughter, like, having a hangover. As long as she can be a smug and I told you so and disappointed in her about it, she's yeah. okay with anything. And as long as she can also get information. So I saw I saw Jughead's dad, uh, mm. and he was talking to this long-haired fella. Oh, that's Joaquin. We all love him. Oh, oh, Joaquin. Hmm? Hmm? Very suspicious. Veronica... Brings Betty baked goods and some coffee. And Last time you brought me baked goods, you kissed Archie. Awkward. <laughs> look, <laughs> awkward look. Oh. And she she tells Betty about how her dad hired Jughead's dad to trash the, trash the drive-in, and she wants to help with the investigation. And what if he also hired Jughead's dad to do some other dirty work? Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. FP goes up on the murder board. Veronica joins the detective crew. She gets some pearls from her father. Oh, that's not a present. That's like a dog collar. That's what those pearls are. Uh, Archie finishes cleaning and sits down just as his dad and his mom get home. Welcome to the show, Molly Ringwald as Mrs. Andrews. That's just perfect, though. And that is the end. That's the end. That's the end. So, dear, predictions? Oh, shit. Uh, I think Ethel does have a crush on Jughead, and I think it's going to come up sooner or maybe later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think she's going to try to give him more food and win him over that way. Oh, yeah. Ethel's going to bake a lot of things. Or like, here, you want a milkshake? I have a coupon. Joaquin and Kevin will go to Sweetwater River at some point. But, of course, we know their relationship will be ruined at some point. Now that we are getting towards that that final stretch, predictions are weird because, like, you can see where everything's going. We we know what's going to collide. The show keeps you guessing on, like, what particles explode out of it. Shit's gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) The Andrewses try to make it work. They're, They're gonna go for one last shot, but one of them will have an affair by the end of the season. Maybe both. Yeah. Yes. I could see it being if that happens, like, they're putting it on this whole front anytime Archie's around, but anytime he's not around, it's like... Oh, it's just very cold fest. and... Oh. Or, like... Or we find out that Molly Ringwald was having, like, an affair already up in Chicago. With Hiram Lodge. Because like, he's being held in Cook County Prison. Already has another child or something. Oh. Pregnant Mama. Something like that. I like Pregnant Mama. Yeah. Mother Cooper and Mother Blossom, cousins. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. They both married into the opposite sides of the family feud. Oh, shit. The cult has to come up at some point. <laughs> sure it does. Like... Sure, sure. <laughs> if if uh, we're running to that uh, depth of the well, let's talk about the trailer. Yeah. All right. It starts with this incredible shot of just a huge rack of red wigs. Yeah, like Jason wigs. Jason wigs. Like, we're, we're going to... Go deep into the belly of the the Blossom Beast again. Yeah. This seems to be an episode mostly about Polly's undercover work. Uh, Cheryl says to Polly, those babies won't protect you. (laughs) What the fuck? Sounds like she's just going to like rip the babies out of her. She just might. We also hear uh, Mama Andrews telling Archie that she wants him to come to Chicago where it's safer. And I'm sorry, Mama Look, Andrews. This city, Riverdale, is, has what? only had one murder ever. There's probably been one while we were recording this episode yeah. here. Come on. Yeah. Although per capita, that, that might be. I mean, I love this city, but let's be honest. The only danger is becoming Cheryl's enemy, which is pretty dangerous, it seems. <laughs> I guess we have less mortal enemies here. That's true. That's true. There, uh, there's no syrup curses in Chicago. Uh, yeah. So that was the little bit I caught from the trailer because mm-hmm. those I'm, trailers move so fast. It, it looks to me like uh, we're gonna get a story about the Blossoms trying to replace Cheryl with Polly, make make her their favored daughter, and Cheryl has and Cheryl to... not having that at all. Yeah, which does make me like I'm very curious as to why they have such uh hatred for cheryl within this family because <laughs> she's fucked up and even though it's but their fault she still is they're all fucked up <laughs> she's unbalanced 
They're all unbalanced. They're predictable. She's nuts. I don't know about that. You saw her dissect that frog. There's something wrong with this girl. She can't be trusted. I bet her mom did that to a real person. <laughs> so that's the trailer. That episode airs in two weeks. We're yeah. taking a week off. Yes. So is the show. Which, so are we. Yes. We we are. We will not have a supplemental next week. No, our We're... schedules. Meh. Now it's time uh-huh. to do one of our favorite segments yeah. where we uh, take a look back uh, at the source material, the, the uh-huh. Archie comics themselves. So Darlin, as our resident Archie comics expert. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about the page-to-screen transition of Joaquin? Joaquin? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he didn't exist. <laughs> the end. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Joaquin and perhaps the Ms. Grundy are the only original characters really on Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. What, whatever yeah, her real name was before she stole an old lady's identity. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Joaquin is not uh, Archie comic creation. He is a Riverdale creation. So from being a complete non-entity, in a very literal sense, to the character we have uh, on the show, uh-huh. what do you think changed? This is either a trick question of nothing or everything. You could go either way, depending <laughs> how you want to contemplate this. So you're saying they made someone up. Yeah, Okay. they that, did. That sounds like a pretty big change. Uh, are there any similarities, you see? No. No, none at all. No, none. Okay. None of them. <laughs> but how are you liking this version of Joaquin, the, the version that exists? I like when he kisses Kevin. Okay. It's good. I would like to know more about Joaquin. He seems like an interesting fella. I would like Ke- I would like Joaquin to make friends with someone else so he can talk about his feelings, about his situation with someone else so I can know what they are. That would be handy. <laughs> like I don't think Skeet's filling that role in his life. Joaquin needs more friends. He I think needs that's more true. friends. I want him to be friends with someone. I mean, it is true that he had no friends in the comics because he wasn't in them. Yeah. Uh, so, dear, did you find anything on Instagram for us? Yes, I did. This one is says, I think that when Hal said that he didn't want any blossom blood in the house, it might be that Alice could have been carried blossom blood and she had a son named Archie. So when Cheryl's mom saw Archie, she said he looked just like Jason. Deep! And Fred adopted Archie from the Coopers, and that's why Alice doesn't want Betty to hang out with Archie. Okay. <laughs> My brain. All right, so we're saying that Fred Andrews raised the love child of, of Father Blossom and Alice Cooper. Is that what we're is that what we're saying? <laughs> no, I think wait, hold on. So I think, Yes, oh, yes. Okay. Alice it would be the mother with Mr. Blossom, Fred adopted him. Cheryl's mom, Mrs. Blossom, thinks Archie looks like, oh, you look so much like him. Is because, because they're like, half brothers. Half brothers. I'm going to put that one in the unlikely column. Yeah. I don't think anybody has secret <laughs> parents. No. I think everyone's being very honest. It's just so complicated. Uh, this one also makes me go, huh? Uh, I think it's possible Kevin could have been an ex-serpent. When? He's like 15. <laughs> when would he have done this in his life? He had a real rough patch when he was nine. <laughs> I think Jellybean is Veronica. I mean, it would make sense that both Jughead and Veronica's hair are black and that Hermione talked to Jughead's dad before. It's possible that not only they talked about the land, but also about their past. <laughs> this one has to be a parody, right? That has to be a joke. Because I'm pretty sure put it past these they would recognize each other if they were siblings. Jellybean's also supposed to be 10 years old. Dad, let me just tell you all the stuff I heard about my 10-year-old sister who I love and adore. And hey, that new girl in town reminds me nothing of her because they're very separate people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This one actually brought up something that I forgot about. I was beginning to wonder where Polly and Betty's older brother from the comics is. And now that oh. I th- And now I think the reason he's not in the show is because he was baby he was the baby Alice was forced to have an abortion for. Oh, that is some deep lore. Which like the Cooper brother isn't in all the comics. The si- her siblings aren't 
prominent comic characters. And if I remember correctly, like, they kind of come and go over the years of comics, where, like, it seems like mm-hmm. she's only a chi- an only child, and then sometimes it seems like she does have siblings. And But the, the writers do love their deep cuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, that makes sense. This is plausible. I like yeah. this. That's a lot of this words. Is, this one's long. This one's oh, long. Oh, goodness. I have this crazy theory that yeah, Sheriff Keller killed Jason or is involved with Jason's murder. <laughs> Evidence for this is... He hasn't the, solved it yet. The police seem to be making no progress in the murder investigation. <laughs> Bughead found the car first. The murder wall was stolen when he was out of the office. This could have been been to slow the investigation by getting rid of evidence and hide his tracks. He could have paid Hal, been working with him, and told him to take it when it was in the drive-in. With the car, he could have paid FP to burn it before him and the police partner got there so the evidence was destroyed. Also, he has access to a gun, so he could have killed Jason, because apparently that's the only people who have access to a gun. There are two people with guns in this town, Um, Ms. Grundy and the sheriff. He's also a minor character, so is a a possible suspect, and the show hasn't given any huge hints towards him. His name is Keller, which is suspiciously close to Killer. However, this might just be carried over from the comics, so I don't know. The problem with this theory is that he has no obvious, obvious motive. His name is Keller, so he must be the killer. <laughs> His middle name is Redrum. That's uh, something most people don't know. I like, wouldn't I put mean, it past him. It could him. be him. Like so much of that is like, yes, it's just when you start saying Keller and Killer, I lose faith in you. And this one, the final one. The final closing Instagram. What if Riverdale was a musical? That's and season that's, three. That's just such a great thought. Like, if anything, this is a show to do a musical episode. Mm -hmm. Or many. I mean, Daria had its musical episode in season three. When when was Buffy's? That was somewhere around there, right? I don't don't know. It's a season three tradition. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it. I believe in it. (laughs) But uh, once again, just a reminder, Riverdale's taking a week off, and so is Sex Archie. We will be at you in a fortnight. Uh, In the meantime, that gives you a great chance to catch up re-listen, and hey, spread it around. You've got a whole extra weekend to give us a rating and review on iTunes, which helps so much. Mwah. We love you. Oh, and you can tell a friend. That's what you wanted me to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad at knowing that needs to come next. Uh, so yeah, tell a friend. Tell uh, your neighbors. Tell, I guess, your mom. Hi, mother-in-law. Hi. You found it. We told you not to find it, but you found it. No one listens when I say don't do it. So, look, the the dam has burst. You can tell everybody now. Tell everyone. There was someone uh, on, that listens to History Honeys that listened to it with their grandparents. Why not really get to know your grandparents and listen what? to Sex Archie What sort of gesture do you think that boy was doing that made his wife so upset? <laughs> Please demonstrate, <laughs> grandchild. <laughs> Guess what? Your grandparents know exactly what I was doing, and they're messing with you when they say that. They're they just messing wanna with you. just want to make you have to squirm and answer. Yeah. Yeah, so tell people. It, it always helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, what we will be doing. Uh, next weekend, instead of watching Riverdale, because they won't be showing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be going to our local comic book convention, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. And what are we dressing up as? We're both going to be in Jughead costume. Yeah! And I'm going to be Cole Sprouse Jughead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, really excited. I'm, I'm excited to get uh, my Jughead book signed. We got to do that, you know, while we're in costume. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a plan. So, uh, so we'll, we'll I, let you know, I guess, how that goes next week. If any of you are in the Chicago area or attending, I don't know, hit us up. We'll, we'll be tweeting about where we are and where to find us. Mm-hmm. There's no Archie panel this year. There was last year. It's a year. shame. That was fun. I was really hoping they'd get some Riverdale stuff. <laughs> next yeah. year, Kamila Mendez. Yeah. Madeline Pitch. Pitch. I will pitch. camp out for that main stage. Hell I have yes. no patience. For waiting in lines for the main stages, but I will sit there all day for that. I will make my own wristband. I'll be like, sir, this isn't a wristbanded event. I have one anyway. Let me in! <laughs> 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 
not see how we are dressed. Uh, in any case, we're going to have fun, and we're going to have even more fun the week after when we come at you with episode 11. Eee! I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And from us here at Sex Archie. I'm a weirdo. I don't belong here. Please.